I had my uh, shotgun microphone plugged into the Zoom. Um, I don't know if you know this guy, uh, this YouTube guy named Skull, but with one L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's in our uh, he's in our uh, Discord. Like All right. So he he sent me like a DM or whatever here on on Discord. Uh, mm-hmm. But while I was sick, I mean, he didn't know that, obviously. But um, right. Asking me if I'd record like some voiceover for oh, cool. like, like a voiceover intro for his show, but where like the style of the voiceover is like what I would do for my show. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the intro to like a launch like, video or something, you know? Yeah. Like, and, a, um, uh, like a radio announcer type voice. If, like you, if you say so. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I couldn't do it right away because he literally messaged me when I had COVID again. Not, mm-hmm. you know, he had no idea. Uh, but I finally got around to doing it like the day before yesterday. So I had to have the shotgun. You know, I used the shotgun microphone for that, you know. Right. It's got more of that promo-y sound to it. Yeah. Uh, but that's, then I that's realized. That's what you get for a thousand bucks. You know, you don't need to start talking about prices <laughs> on this show. That's that's vulgar. <laughs> um, and in my defense, yes, that's what it costs. But it came with a free Zoom H6. So beat that. Oh, dude. That's a really? very good deal. Yeah, from yeah, it was either like, from like B and fr- H or Autorama. I can't remember which one, but yeah, it was a Zoom H6. I mean, the, or a, the Sennheiser with the Zoom H6 was a thousand dollars. Yeah, which is normally the price of the microphone. So it was like, okay. here, have a free We're, Zoom H6, which is like, which is like four four hundred dollars. Yeah, it's a screaming deal. Yeah, who's, who's going to say no to that? Anyway, nobody. Um, but that was the first time I've had that microphone plugged in in quite some time, and I realized while I'm doing this uh, that that's like the first time. I've like read off of it, like done VO reading off of a script in like a year and a half. So that's Did pretty, it feel good? That's pretty bad. Uh, yeah, it's, but it's kind of fun. It was kind of funny. You kind of forget how to do it a little bit. Like I had to do a little bit of EQ adjustment because I was, you know, now I'm used to talking into this microphone mm-hmm. where, you know, you kind of eat the microphone a little bit more. Whereas with the, with the right. shotgun, you want to back off a little bit. And yeah. So it was like way too much bass. <laughs> so, but I mean, oh, that's turn, cool that you're doing that. Turned he has, out he's, good. It always surprises me that he's like in our, in our, he's like a really active member of our Discord. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and I mean, his channel is way bigger than us. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's always neat yeah. to see that. For sure. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, oh, this, I mean, this is, you know, apropos of nothing, but uh, yesterday, uh, my wife and I drove to Reno. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the littlest Reno. big city in the world. Yeah, I don't know if you know. I don't know where you that. You know, name... there's a REM song called "All the Way to Reno," where it says, "Driving oh. all the way to Reno, you're gonna be a star." Oh, is that does that song come right after that Rockville song? Like, don't go back no, to no, Rockville, no. drive to Reno instead. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. It's the biggest little city in the world. It's, it's there's nothing. I only little know that because about... of the Wizard. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, there's nothing little about Reno anymore. I got to say, yeah, uh, it's just like it's the little Vegas expanding hugely. Well, I've never been to Vegas, so I can't compare the two, Me but, either. uh, uh, and you know, Vegas is out like in the middle of the desert and Reno is more in the high desert, but you know, I, I don't know. There's Whenever I think of Reno, I always think also. of what's that. There's an REM song called high desert also. Wow. Well, it's just an REM <laughs> reference kind of day, I guess. Um, what was I going to say? I mean, I always think of with Reno, I always think of just where the, the casinos are, you know, and I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, that's like, you know, they got that little 
crappy area with all the casino, you know, or whatever. But but Reno is actually a pretty nice, like outside of that. Like I used to have to go to Reno pretty regularly for my old job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd go to a lab uh, at the university there, University of Nevada at Reno, UNR, and uh, it was a real nice school. And uh, we went over there to go to a store that's in like downtown Reno, mm-hmm. but. We just wanted to get off of the freeway as soon as we can or as soon as we could because uh, yesterday was like crazy driver day. But so we we kind of got off the freeway uh, on the outskirts of town. My wife looked up on, on her phone like a way to get to where we were going, kind of going this other way. And mm-hmm. unbeknownst to us, we ended up driving through the neighborhood in, in Reno, which is where I guess all of the like obscenely filthy rich people live <laughs> like yeah. i drove past mansions that i don't know if i've ever seen something like that in person and i don't mean like mm-hmm. new like mick mansions i mean like really old humongous the real deal gorgeous homes with like you know eight luxury cars parked out front you know i was just like wow wow i didn't know reno had that you know it's like i would expect yeah. to see that in like vegas but it's hard because I'm trying to drive. I'm just like rubbernecking the whole time. You're just like, wow, wow. <laughs> um, you should have parked and walked around. Uh, I mean, it was like on a busy street. I don't know. It was a weird, I don't know. I mean, I got my fill. But uh, the reason I brought it up is just whenever we go over there, I this, I get this exact same thing where, so to get, for anybody that doesn't know, like, you know, I live in the Sacramento area, Northern California. Sacramento is on I-80, which is an interstate that goes all the way from, like, Oakland to, like, Maryland. Like, it goes coast to coast, literally, I-80. Right. And uh, so if you get on 80 in Sacramento, you go straight over the Sierra Nevada mountain range, and you drop down the other side, boom, Reno's right there. So it's just exactly on the other side of the Sierra Nevadas from us. So oh, no. how, um, so how long how long of a drive is that? It's like two, two and a half hours. Oh, dude, that's... But it's Great. a really nice drive because that's and that's the yeah. point I was trying to bring up is it's like this really nice drive because you're like going through mountains and stuff. Yeah, you go up to the foothills. Yeah. It's all oak trees, and you go up even higher. Yeah. And now it's all like pine trees and whatnot on our side. Yeah, uh, and then as you kind of get over the 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 peak or whatever, and you come down the other side, it turns more into like this high desert, and it's mm-hmm. just it. So like Nevada's side of the Sierra Nevadas just looks like at least in my memory exactly like the 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 world or whatever inside of uh like red dead redemption <laughs> yeah. and so whenever i drove over there i'm like man i'm gonna go home and play some play some rdr <laughs> yeah just because it puts you in the you know because it's the same type of place too right it's, this was yeah. the wild west so right um, i didn't but the other thing you is go, like, you should go camping sometime. uh you ever go camping like like for me camping would be like going to reno and staying in a hotel yeah yeah um the other thing, I don't know, I just think this is kind of a weird thing, but, you know, so when you when you drive over there, like the high point, you know, on 80 of the Sierra Nevada, you know, whatever, is Donner Summit, right? And you, you drive through Donner Pass and you go over Donner Summit, you drive past the Donner Rest Stop, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's named after the Donner Party, which I don't know if you, or for anybody else out there, there's no Donner Party was this group of uh, like settlers, if you want to call it, or pioneers, you know, okay. like back in the Oregon Trail, like like wagon yeah. train kind of days who, you know, were trying to come to Northern California from I don't to be honest, I don't know where. And um, they made it all the way to the Sierra Nevadas and then got caught in a snowstorm 
and uh, got trapped and ended up having to like eat each other. Like not kill each other, but I'm saying if somebody died, they're like, okay, well, we got to eat this person just to not, yeah. so that we don't starve to death, you know? So, I mean, I'm saying it's a very horrific situation. And so like on one hand, you're like, well, it's good that these people didn't just get completely forgotten, you know? Right. Like you go up there, there's like a statue. But they're remembered for awful <laughs> Well, it's just like, like you go awful up there. circumstances. Well, because every time I drive by there and I see like, oh, Donner Pass, it's like that's the first thing I think of is, oh, it's that horrible situation that those people had to live through yeah. for the ones that survived which was not most of them yeah it's kind of a downer you know that's that is kind of a downer but at the same what, time what is the movie you know, is it is it is it ghostbusters or what is or is it where they say like downer party of five or something like that maybe that's a reference it has like, to be right that's not Nobody. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it Ghostbusters? Would, I don't know if it's Ghostbusters. I don't know I don't where know. It, what movie that is. I'm know. sure someone will respond somebody, to somebody like, please in the comments of this. Yeah, um, but I I can't remember what it's from, and I you know I can't look that. Yeah, look we that don't, we junk don't look, up. We don't look things up. But uh, nope. Uh, I was very excited. This is the kind of stuff at my age that gets me excited. The, the main reason we went over there. I mean, part of it was just to go on a day trip. We went to other yeah. places, but like the. Uh, what precipitated this journey in the first place was uh, there's a Patagonia outlet store in uh, in Reno. Do you know Patagonia? Because I know you don't know. Yeah, yeah like the jackets and stuff. Yeah, they sell all kinds of clothes. But the thing yeah. with Patagonia is is all like because their stuff's pretty expensive, mm-hmm. but all of it has like a lifetime warranty or lifetime satisfaction guarantee. So like you buy if you buy a rain jacket from Patagonia, if you choose. That can be the last rain jacket you ever buy because when it gets worn right. out, you just take it back. Or if you're not near a Patagonia, you can just mail it to them and just be like, yeah, this is worn out. I need a new one. And they just right. hand you a new one, you know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes they come with a uh, with a free Zoom H6 in the pocket. That would be great, although I already have one. <laughs> but um, uh, so anyway, I had like, you know, I just had like a pile of stuff saved up, you know, because like I wear like Patagonia like <laughs> so you just like saved up that you're like I'm gonna bring this all back and swap yeah. it for yeah. new ones. Yeah. I, I wear a Patagonia boxer briefs, best yeah. underwear going in my opinion, and I've tried mm. you know something you know, better like, than the Duluth Trading Company, which yes, is like my I, current favorites. Oh well, if you like the, I mean, I don't know what their whole deal is. Like I, I have several pairs of uh, uh, Duluth Trading Company. I like Patagonia far better. Okay. And and it was you know and so I've been wearing them for a while and because their underwear is not cheap. It's like thirty five bucks for a for like although yeah. i mean it's not like duluth is that much cheaper um and so i just saved right. them i had like three pairs that were kind of worn out and I just walk into the store and I just show them hey i got three pairs of underwear here that are you know all used up and the guy just <laughs> points to a bin behind him he's like i'm not going to touch that but just throw them in okay, that bin right there say. and just go dude that's that bin's got a stink well i mean i what i brought was clean i can't speak for anybody else and i'm with it pull a lever and it goes and like I would drop so. them all into a furnace. Yeah, an incinerator. Yeah, and they have somebody like down there, like yeah, you know. But uh, but yeah, all the ashes he's just back like in. yeah, just go just go pick out whatever. Just take three <laughs> new pairs. And I brought like a rain jacket where the liner was coming apart. He's like, oh yeah, just grab another yeah. one. And uh, but then That's I found because cool, um, it was it's an outlet store, so there's like the regular part, right. and then the back is like, oh here's all the sales stuff. And I found yeah. like I found three more pairs of okay. Patagonia boxer briefs. And so I came home, I'm driving home from Reno with six new pairs of underwear, you know, in the back of the car. And I can't even tell you how excited I was. That's what, at my age, you, I'm like, you, oh my goodness, I'm going to have my twig and berries 
softly <laughs> cradled by that Patagonia underwear. You, you, you came, came home and put them all on, like over top of each other. Yeah, All exactly. six pairs at once. Right, like Joey on Friends with uh, Chandler's clothes. <laughs> and you're like, this is the life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. That's that. I don't know what else I got going on. Um, oh, I, I brought... Um, yeah, I didn't bring this up last time. You remember, we, we talked about this, you know, ad infinitum, but, you know, a downside of me getting rid of my TV was that mm-hmm. I didn't really have a decent display to play, like, PS4 on, for example. And, uh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I got so kind of a little, on? well, I haven't, like, I, I haven't plugged my, or I, I hadn't plugged my PS4 in for a while. And okay. I just got kind of a hair up my butt, you know, that I wanted to play uh, some PS4. Yeah. And I, I had like a, well, I have it again now, but a while back, like several years ago, I bought like this, I don't know, maybe like 35 inch mm-hmm. uh, computer monitor, like a okay. Samsung 35 inch computer monitor for editing the show uh, yeah. with a computer that I don't use anymore. So I ended up getting an iMac at some point, like a, one mm-hmm. of those big iMacs and that, that of course has a screen built in. So I didn't need that big monitor anymore, and so I just took it to work. But uh, I decided, like, you know, and we have way too many monitors at work, so I'm like, I'm going to bring mine home, and I'll just use something else. So I got that set up down here. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, 35, I know some people are like, how can you play on a screen that small? If you're oh, sitting on. right in front of it, like yeah. a 35-inch screen is fine. And uh, Dude, so I got, like, what? Like, that's not small at all. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty good, pretty good size. But uh, so I got my PS4 hooked up down here played what, do you, a what are you playing of, uh, on it though uh, i played a little bit of uh final fantasy 7 remake because i never oh nice because i got yeah, that yeah. i think I, there was one month where it was like f- it was like one of the games that was free on ps plus or whatever oh was it and really? so i had downloaded it but i never yeah. really played it so i played that i wonder a why you're bit. playing that yeah i'm not really sure but um <laughs> uh although actually the main reason that i hooked this all back up is is because i bought a copy of la noir Oh, okay. For the same reason, though, because that's, yeah, that's have I told I told you I'm in that game, right? Uh, I don't think so. No, I, I so when I lived in New York, I went to uh, uh, the Rockstar headquarters and recorded recorded a voice on the on people on the street voices in that game. So at some point, you're saying I'm going to walk around like on the <laughs> street. There's so many. Well, I'm going to uh, keep my ears names behind. in there, but like I, I, my name is in the credits. Oh, that's awesome. For it. You get like a yeah, Screen yeah. Actors Guild card for that or anything? or <laughs> That'd be cool. No, no. It was yeah. like, I don't even know how. It might have been something I saw on Craigslist or something. Oh, wow. And I responded to it and said, oh, I want to do that. And that was, so that was before L.A. Noir came out, uh, before GTA V, obviously, but also mm-hmm. like right after Red Dead Redemption came out. So it was, it was cool being able to go to the, like the Rockstar New York or whatever they're called, uh, like their offices. And yeah. um, the person who was doing the recording sessions that like directed me was that like, well, I think it's like like that Laszlo guy. He was like the, oh like, I don't know. He's like, he's like the, the DJ, I think he the did, radio yeah, DJ he's like, the, the, like the DJ on like in GTA. Yeah. But he's like their like sound designer guy or. Oh, I, I would have just thought that was like a voice was, actor but, or something. No, no, no. I, as far as I know, but I mean, like that's like he is that person. I think that's I'm very cool. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I was in there. It was like, like I, it like took me like forty five minutes or something, and just read a bunch of these. And 
I don't know. It was neat. I was like on a re- real recording booth. Yeah, and all I other, would love to do that stuff. Um, uh, but it's a, it's it's a good game. Did you get so did you get the complete edition? Well, I mean, obviously, the if you got the if you got the PS4 version, then that's the complete yeah. edition. Because when it first came out, they added all these cases and stuff yeah. as DLC. It's just weird because I don't remember why, but when that game came out, because that game came out on like what was it, Xbox 360 and PS3. Yeah. And I had an Xbox 360, and I remember when that game was coming out, and I was like, oh, that game looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think I must have read a review somewhere that just made me end up not getting it. I don't know why. Yeah. I, cause it wasn't Rockstar, like they didn't develop it internally. Like it was being developed by like this team Bondi or whatever. And then Rockstar bought it. Yeah. And then like funded like the rest of the development and helped out and everything. Yeah, uh, but it just seems like it's the kind of thing that would have been up my alley, you know. Yeah, I th- I think you'll like it. It's pretty good. If if I may make a recommendation, that I think that I ex- like really enjoyed it playing one case a night. Oh, okay. Think like of play it, a case because it, it's kind of episodic. It yeah, well, that makes yeah, sense. yeah. Sure. No, that's you know, a, that's and you a good, play one uh, case a night, and they're they're not too long. Good tip. And uh, you kind of get a little bit of a overarching storyline. Yeah. Peppered in. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you can, if you play it like that, then it's almost like watching like a TV show. That's cool. Yeah. But I was kind of wanting to play it partially. I mean, I want to play it because that, I think if I play the game first, I'll enjoy the action button video more whenever it comes out. Right. But, uh, and this is part of the reason I'm surprised I didn't get it to begin with. But, um, mm-hmm. cause like he said something in the cyberpunk 2077 video about open world games versus games that have an open world in them right and it kind of reminded me of like uh you know that game mafia i mean now there's a few Mm -hmm. mafias right but i I got mafia like right when it came out for the pc and that's kind of how i felt or at least looking back on it now it's like that game is in an open world but it's really not an open world game it's just like the point of it the open world is just how you get from like you know scene to scene or whatever you right. know or, you know it's basically like using it you know it's like the 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 world map in super mario brothers 3 or something it's just like yeah you gotta drive over here to do something but it's like if you just cruise around the city there's not really anything to do or interact with uh you know to the extent right. that there is with the grand theft auto game so yeah uh, but i mean early on you know like you just go from mission to mission and that triggers a whole thing like that's yeah a pretty general uh like structure for open world games although you know you get something like Zelda where there's all this stuff that you can just do whether or not you're strong enough for it or not yeah uh you just kind of like exist in this world which is is really cool but i think the GTA uh, but, uh, games were like that too like you didn't have to be doing anything to advance the storyline or whatever like you right. could just be Cruising around, go deliver some pizzas or, you know, yeah. just do whatever you want to just sort of interact in that open world. Yeah. Whereas like with Mafia, you know, the first Mafia, I you mm-hmm. know, I've played a little bit of Mafia too, but not enough to have a formed opinion on Right. It. Yeah. I wonder if uh, you ever play Burnout Paradise? Like that's no. open world, but you're just kind of going from. Yeah. See, that was, uh, see for me, that was like, I didn't play that game because I felt mm-hmm. like the fact that it was open world was kind of a turnoff to me just because here's my thing. Burnout. Th- if I was going to make a list of my top games of all time, like all mm-hmm. time, burnout three takedown would be pretty high on the list. 
Right. I'm not saying top five all time, but way up there. But it's like that game's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really fun to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I like the format. You know, if if they just made another Burnout exactly like Burnout 3, but just in different environments, different cars, I would have been all over it. But they're like, oh, it's like an open world game now. I was like, I don't. Why? You know? Yeah. That being said, I haven't played the game. Maybe it's awesome. I don't know. I mean, I, I like Burnout Paradise, uh, and but I do like the the more structured uh, feeling of the of the originals, or yeah. earlier ones, better. Yeah, you know, like that's the thing with with open world stuff is that I lose a lot of interest in stuff like this, like like the games that Ubisoft comes out with because it's just here's a map and there's like a billion icons yeah. with like everything you know, just you know, you can. Uh, go to any any of these things and do something and it's like not always very compelling but one of the reasons i like zelda breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom is that you have this world and there's like not any icons on it and you fill it in with icons as you discover stuff oh that's cool which is really really cool in terms of you know just the uh and this is just me coming off this high of spending 105 hours to finally finish Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which I thought was just incredible. Um, where I just felt compelled to do more because I don't know where they said it, but I think the idea was that wherever you're standing in that game, you should be able to look around and find three different things that to do or oh, discover. Wow. Yeah. And like that's what's really cool about it is that it it really feels like you're just discovering this world for the first time, and there's all these secrets that you know you're you're the first person setting foot in the, in them yeah. in thousands of years, wow. and nobody else knows they're there, and it's not marked on the map, so you feel like you've discovered this, you know. It's just it's a feeling unlike anything else, and. I know that you said you had Breath of the Wild. I think that you should, if you if you feel the uh, the urge to try it, I think that you would be kind of amazed. Just the 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 feeling that it gives you of uh, like a sense of discovery of trying to find this stuff, and uh, it makes me it made me feel like like a kid on the playground. Like yeah. I was I I went in not knowing anything, and. Uh, I didn't. I didn't want. I didn't watch any trailers. It's outside of like the like the title reveal trailer. Yeah. Um, and it just it feels like you're on on the playground figuring out stuff. And I was only talking to people who were doing the same thing as me, or just they were playing it for the first time without any like knowledge of anything else. So that's what's kind of fun. It's like, oh, I found this thing in this part of the map. Uh, you should go check it out. Or how did you do this? And they're like, oh, I took a while to figure it out, but here's how I did it. And that's what's kind of cool about it also, especially with Tears of the Kingdom. It's not like this as much in Breath of the Wild, but it gives you these tools to achieve certain goals, but there's no like real wrong way to do it. You just have the tools to do it, and it's not going to say, oh, you did this incorrectly. It's whatever you, you know, whatever you did to make it happen is fine. You know, because you can, you have this power to like stick like basically any object in the game together and build things out of it. 
And, you know, sometimes you're like taking like random things and building bridges out of it or stairs or just like ramps to get up into, you know, to, it gives you the tools to break the game and they don't tell you that you shouldn't try to break the game. Yeah. You know, they just, they just let you go. And I, I also heard that, you know, they finished the game a year ago and they spent an entire year just like making sure that everything worked. Oh, wow. And was like as open as they wanted it to be. So they spent like a year just making sure that there was no real limits on what you could do. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have bought Breath of the Wild if I didn't think I was going to like it. It's not, it's, you know, it's not why I'm not playing it. I just don't feel like I have, you know, I have limited amounts of time to play games. Yeah. You know, I mentioned that, you know, I want to play L.A. Noir. You know, I'm I'm balls deep in Famicom baseball games over here because now that's turning into <laughs> a whole thing. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to mention, because I, I mentioned last time, I think that I was going to do this. I forgot if mm -hmm. it was if the you know, if we were still recording or not. But, uh, you know, I bought uh, uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy seven yes. for PSP. Yeah. So um, so I'd started playing that as well, which is actually was really interesting because I'd never played that before. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, I never played it, watched gameplay. I really didn't know anything about the game. Um, I think I was just sort of going... When it came out, I think I was still feeling like a sort of... Like, I I know that, you know, it's not cool to say this or whatever, but I just, I really love Final Fantasy VII, right? I know, like, all the Final Fantasy hipsters want to mention how much that game sucks or whatever, but... Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I... I... You know, it's I think like they're crazy. You know, when you say like when someone says, you know, oh, I saw this movie, and you go, oh, the book was much better. It, it's like yes. for a long time, if you said anything good about Final Fantasy VII, somebody so had to bring up Final Fantasy VI. Oh, how could you make that after Final Fantasy VI? Oh, which of course, it's... we called three back then. I think whatever. Like, I think they're now all awesome, really. people. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, but so I think for me, because of how much I love Final Fantasy VII, it was like I please don't make any, don't change it, don't remaster it. Don't make okay. little like side like leave it alone. Like I mm -hmm. love that game just the way it is. That that was my yes. attitude for a long time. Like yeah. if I want to play Final Fantasy VII, I'll play Final Fantasy VII again, which I've done many yeah. times. Yes. Um, but so I, I finally got to a point where I, I kind of stopped feeling that way, and so mm -hmm. that's why I decided I'm gonna check out this this Crisis Core mostly because I just wanted a PSP game to play. Yeah. Sorry, you and seem that's, like that's you want to say one, something. Though. It's it's very episodic in nature. Yeah. Uh, so did you start playing it? Yeah, I know it came out. I know what you're going to say. I, I know it came out on the PS4. I, whatever. I want to play no, the, no, no, no. I I, play I the original. That yeah, I'm, no, I'm like, I'm, I, I, I'm a decent chunk of the way because it's a very short game. So, so I, I'm already I, a decent chunk of the way through the game. The only thing I was going to say before you, I was just going to say like playing that and playing Final Fantasy VII Remake at the same time is interesting because you can see where a lot of the gameplay in Final Fantasy VII yeah. Remake is is very similar like i think that yeah you know it comes from crisis core yeah one right. thing i noticed i think when i was playing through crisis core which i enjoyed when i played it on the psp and, and i thought this new version was good uh and this is coming from someone who you know it's, it's i think it's an unpopular opinion to have enjoyed advent children the movie advent children i didn't see it oh yeah i mean it's it's a sequel you know it's a it's it's pretty good i think you're saying it's a um, sequel to final fantasy 7 yeah okay yeah. it's I, like I don't, it's like, I don't like 10 years it. after or something like that did you watch uh, it on umd no oh all right no. that's probably the best way to but you know, uh i mean i do have it on blu-ray if 
Okay. That's like the opposite so can, of UMD. Yeah. Uh, but I think when I was playing uh, Crisis Core Reunion, the new version, it made me realize that there, like, I, I think that this is, and this is true for a lot of things. This is true for, especially with like Star Wars, and what, one of the reasons why I don't really care for it as much anymore is that we just like have too much information. I don't really like, I don't really like, I think it's better when I don't know like why Sephiroth is the way he is. Like I just need the information, like that mystery. And when they've like explained every little facet of like his personality and stuff, it just, it's like, I don't even care. And you know, so if you're playing crisis core, it's just like that, like that one guy, uh, Genesis in there just like talks incessantly and you're like, shut up. Yeah. And it it feels like it cheapens like the motivations and world of that is so clearly uh described and, and was generated in Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Like we just know everything about every single character. Yeah. Now that it's just like it's just like I don't care why it is like I just I just want the information that pertain to like that main story. And that's all I need. It's, 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 it's just too, too detailed now. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that. Just like, I, I don't think I ever played final fantasy seven and thought like, I want to know, I want to know more of the plot that is sort of outside the bounds of the game. You know, like I need more information. Right. Like, cause yeah, it's one thing. Like, you know, I feel like in final fantasy seven, Sephiroth is is sort of this very, I mean, mysterious, but like hugely powerful, like epic bad guy. Yeah. And then you play Crisis Core and he's just like, you know, one of the guys or whatever. It's like, yeah, hmm, you know, yeah, it's just it's no more. It's not fun. Yeah. I think to hear about. I mean, it's almost as you could, of- I mean, that's a pretty good parallel would be with like Star Wars where, you yeah. know. Seeing Every Darth Vader before a... he's Darth Vader, and he's like, oh, he's just this mediocre actor that's having a age-inappropriate relationship with Natalie Portman. It's like, well, I liked him better when he was mysterious and, you know, wearing a mask and sounded yeah. like, you know, had the James Earl Jones voice. Yes. It, I did enjoy, I enjoyed, I know we're not talking about Star Wars, but I mean, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't enjoy the prequel trilogy, but. I mean. I guess I I yeah. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy the prequels, but it's uh, like one time, one or two times was plenty enough for oh, me yeah, to yeah. watch that. Yeah. I just feel As like I, I mean the, we talked about that before. The original, you know, three Star Wars movies is like going out and getting like a ribeye steak and a mm-hmm. baked potato, you know, or whatever. And the prequel trilogy is like ordering like boneless hot wings before you get your steak. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but who I can understand like why people like them. But yeah, they were at an age uh, to watch them as they came out. Yeah, I guess yeah. where they had not watched the other ones so much. That makes sense. They enjoy the mystery reveal. Yeah, I guess even though there's not much of a mystery reveal. Yeah. Anyway, but, we've talked about that all before. Um, yeah. Just last thing I was going to say about the whole well, what I was already talking about is. Um, I think I'm going to mod my, or, you know, not even mod. Like, I'm going to do the jailbreak thing to my PSP. Oh, yeah. Well, you you um, jailbroke your, or you modded your, uh, or hacked yeah, I, your 
my PSTV. PSTV. Yes, but mm-hmm. I'm—I mean, I didn't really do that because oh, I really want to play games on my PSTV. It's more about like now I have this you know really nice way to record gameplay footage of like yes. PSP and PS Vita games. You know, like if I wanted to read maybe a newer magazine, for example, that had PSP games in it, or like you know sometimes like in that PlayStation in 1995 video where I wanted to be able to say like oh you know this. This franchise went on to release, you know, installments on consoles X, Y, and Z, and mm-hmm. I want to show some gameplay footage. I can think of plenty of reasons of why I want, might want some, uh, you know, PSP footage or whatever. But you know, if I'm going to yeah. play the games, I'd rather just play on my Vita or play on my PSP. Yeah, and um, and I don't, I don't really want to jailbreak my my Vita. I'd rather just leave it alone. And, oh, for um, the the handheld one for sure. Yeah. That's why it's it's worth doing it for the TV because yes. it's just like this little thing, and it only improves it because it has that stupid bilinear filter over the whole screen. Yeah, yeah, like that's forced. But I mean, because for me, the main thing I was kind of getting into with the with the PS TV is like, oh, now I can play PSP ISOs. Mm-hmm. But then, right. like, I watched I forgot the guy's name. There's some guy who makes these videos on YouTube that that goes over how to jailbreak like the PS TV and the PSP, and it does a very good job. Um, is it you're talking about Mr. Mario 2011? He's no, the one that I recommend. No, I but he's cool too. Yeah, um, I found cool. I found some other guy, but I've also watched plenty of his videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I watched the video on how to jailbreak your PSP, and it's just like stupid easy. Yes, like is, I'm not saying I'm, the PSTV was easy, but it was it was also time consuming. Like to yeah. get everything set up on there, it just takes a while. You want to install a bunch of yeah. different stuff, and like you know, it's worth the time, but. But just like the PSP is like not even five minutes. You just minutes. put something on the SD card and you and, run it um, and it's like done. Yeah, yeah. And or not even that. You just plug your your PSP into your computer with the USB port. Mm-hmm. Um, but because plus I already have like for my PSP, I have like a two gig card. I have a four gig card. Yeah. So because I don't have I know you can buy the memory stick pro duo mm-hmm. uh, micro SD adapter thing. Yeah. But I don't even I don't even need that. Like I don't even want to like set up my PSP. I don't want to put emulators on there. I don't need no. to have some fat memory card with like a buttload of games on it. I just want to be able to download a game, stick it on the card, and then just work on like I'm playing Crisis yeah. Core right now. Like when I finish Crisis Core, I want to be able to just throw some game on the memory card and just just work on that. Right. So well, and, it, and it's it's good. <clears throat> what happened with me with my 2000 is that my UMD uh, drive stopped working. Because, oh, you know, yeah. it's a mechanical drive, and it you, it's For not sure. like you can replace it. It might be tough to fix yeah, or something, and if you can avoid having to use it, then yes. that's all the better. Yeah. So And I, I had did. bought a lot of stuff from the PSN store that I just had on the uh, the memory stick. And those, those uh, memory sticks, like the Memory Pro Duo, yeah. uh, like they, they don't make them anymore, and they only yeah. went up to a certain size. Yeah. So I got one of the, the, the adapter adapters, and I you, yeah. know, you can just I just put everything I bought on the store on there, and then what I usually do is I just put every retail release that I have bought personally, I just put them on there. Yeah. And I'll put other stuff on there if it's something that I need specifically to capture footage from or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my reasoning for not wanting to have more than one game on there is just like, I think oftentimes then you just spend more time staring at my game selection yep. and not, I, you know, I just want to be able to easily say, Oh, I want to play, you know, 
E7 or whatever and just be able to just throw it on there. So right. I did end up buying, though, um, that Popola, Popola Croy, Popola Croix. I don't, how do you say that? Popola something. Pro- like that. Pop- <laughs> Popola Croix. I don't know, man. All I know is when I was growing up, uh, we used to have this pizza place called Popolo's. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We, every time we would get a coupon, you know, me and my mom and uh, uh, my now he's my stepdad at the time he was he was just my mom's boyfriend or whatever we would go over there because you'd get like two large pizzas for 20 bucks and this was like really this was like a really expensive pizza place so to get a coupon was like a big deal and we would get two large pizzas but then we wouldn't even hardly eat any of the pizzas because they also had a salad bar Mm -hmm. and so we'd also pay for like a single trip to the salad bar (laughs) and and my my stepdad uh you know he kind of taught me the art because you only got one trip. You couldn't go back. I mean, you could try, but if you got caught, you'd probably get in trouble. <laughs> but, you know, he taught me the art of, like, you know, building a salad at a salad bar to just maximize value, you know, build yeah. up, not out, you know. So we would come back with this, these huge mountains uh, on our plates. <laughs> and so you'd fill up on salad bar and you only end up having a couple pieces of pizza or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was a teenager, so I could probably have a little bit more. But, I mean, it wasn't like pulling a Carl Zitterkopf or anything. So, you know, I was just eating my whatever. And then we would just take all the pizza. You put some bacos on that? On the salad? Yeah. Well, they actually had, uh, I think, actual bacon bits. Okay. But bacon are like so gross now that I, like I look back on it. You know what's funny? It's like, yeah, I agree. I don't like, I mean, I guess they taste good, but they're just so hard. They're like grape nuts that are bacon flavored. But but they don't even barely taste like bacon. They just like taste like chemicals now. Yeah, maybe. I just remember my uh, my grandfather was he had like a sandwich press, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, he was just really into grilled cheese sandwiches. Like he would make himself these grilled cheese yeah. sandwiches. And if you're gonna get be into you know, anything in the sandwiches, like I, I could imagine being somebody who has a crazy amount of grilled cheese sandwich recipes that you just whip oh, out. Well, he and didn't even have. He food. had a standard like he always used like dark rye bread. He was, he was actually from Germany, German, right? So he would mm-hmm. get that, like, uh, uh, it's not, Black Forest is the ham. I forgot what the, the bread is called. It looks like chocolate cake, you know, but it's bread. It's made out of okay. rye flour. It doesn't matter. Pumpernickel? Maybe it was. All right. I don't think so, though. But uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, he, uh, he would get uh, that. He would get the sharpest cheddar cheese he could find, you know, like the what extra makes it sharp. sharp. I don't, yeah, Chemicals, that's something I've I guess. always wondered. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I would say I I I get the sharpest cheddar cheese. Well, I would try it. I'd say I'm the same way. I want really sharp cheddar cheese. Is that what you're asking? What What makes the Are you? I thought you were asking like what is what is it? What is I've always this is always something I've wondered. And if you're saying the sharpest cheddar cheese, like what is it about it that makes it sharp? It has like this flavor in it. This I don't know if it's like it. It's not acidic. I don't know what you would call it. It's just like. It's got this very strong flavor, but I don't know what. It's got some certain thing in there that, like, it's amplified. That Okay. So it feels sharp. It just like, tastes ooh. more sharp. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know how to explain it. but Yeah. But, I, I mean, I think, like, mild cheddar cheese is just, like, a waste of milk and, like, super sharp cheddar cheese. But anyway, my point is that he would get the bread, he'd put a bunch of cheddar cheese on there, and then he would get Bako's. And sprinkle those in there with the cheese and then put it together and stick it in the sandwich press. That was better because the melted cheese would sort of soften up those bacos yeah. a little bit and they wouldn't be all like something that was going to crack your teeth. 
Exactly. I was going to say it. But it still would have been better if you just just put bacon. Yeah. You know, keep some cooked. Put a little bit of time in there. Keep some cooked bacon in the fridge, you know, and just throw it on the sand. I don't know. Anyway, just whenever I think of bacon bits or bacos, I just think of my grandfather with his delicious grilled cheese sandwiches. (laughs) Did you ever, have you ever tried to uh, recreate them? I mean, not. I like making grilled cheese sandwiches. I don't own a sandwich press. I wouldn't really ever use it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, yeah, I've made grilled cheese sandwiches with you know bacon bits in them before. But I don't eat a lot of grilled cheese sandwiches. It's pretty bad for you, you know. Yeah, like I love but that. Would them, be a cool thing it's... to be known for. Well, there's this. Uh, there's this. It's a state park. It's a national park. I think it's a state park. Uh, not too terribly far from me. It's like north of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this. I saw this on the Food Network like 15 years ago. There was one of these like, you know, celebrity chef people or whatever. It was like they had this show called The Best Thing I Ever Ate. And it was just like they had different celebrity chefs saying the best thing they ever ate. Mm-hmm. And this one guy, I guess he lives in Marin County, so he's right there. And he said the best thing he ever ate was you go to Muir Woods and they have a little visitor center. And inside the visitor center is just this little tiny you want to call it a cafe, it's like one of those things where you get in line with a tray and you just order stuff or whatever and they give it to you. And um, he said, I go over there and you get a grilled cheese sandwich and a, and a bowl of tomato soup. And he said, that's the best thing I've ever eaten ever. And I was like, that's, you know, that's a bold statement. And so, uh, you know, my wife and I, we like to go hiking and whatnot. And so we went over mm-hmm. there and, uh, you know, it's like homemade tomato soup. With, it's like the 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 bread for the sandwich comes from some local bakery, and it's got like three different kinds of cheese that are all from like local cheese places. But it's it's like a very foo-foo grilled cheese sandwich. Like there's like brie cheese on there and a couple other cheeses. Right. But holy crap! It, like I could I could never make anything anywhere close to that good. And so like for <laughs> me, when you say that's something you could be known for, not around here because like Muir Woods has the market cornered on yeah. uh, the greatest grilled cheese sandwich ever. And I mean, I'm talking what? more like just in your family. Oh, I, what do I got? Me and my wife, that's my family, and Lady Bird over here sleeping on Well, the, what if your wife says, I think that chair. you make the best grilled cheese Well, she sandwiches. would probably say that just to be nice, you know? <laughs> but Here's what if the she best actually thing? believed it? Well, it doesn't matter, really. As long as I believe Whatever. I uh, believe. So we did this one year for my birthday. But this is the other cool thing about Muir Woods is uh, you go to Muir Woods, you can walk. There's a hiking trail that goes out to the beach. It's like, I don't know, it's not far. Let's just, let's say it's a 30 minute walk to get out there. And like you go out there and there's this little inn called the Pelican Inn. And I think I mentioned that before where we went and stayed there one time and the guy was like, hey, you know, uh, you know who stayed in your room last night? And I was like, I don't know. And he said it was the lead singer of REO Speedwagon. And I was just oh. like, all right. All right. Cool. Can I have my key? Um, <laughs> anyway, it's like a 30-minute walk. And Anyway, so I don't know. It, if you walked in there, you would think like you were in like England. Like I think they imported all this lumber. And like you right. go in there and like the place seems like it's 500 years old the way they built it, even though it's not. And uh, it has this really cool little pub in it. And uh, they have lots of cool like, old speckled hen on tap and stuff like that. And, and they have really good fish and chips there. And like one year for my birthday, we went over there. We went to Muir Woods and we like split 
uh, a soup and grilled cheese sandwich and then walked all the way over to Pelican Inn, got some fish and chips and some old speckled hen, and then uh, walked back to Muir Woods and split another uh, grilled cheese sandwich and, and wow. tomato soup. That was a long time ago. I'm pretty sure I couldn't do that now. I can't eat that much anymore. But that uh, might have been my greatest birthday ever, you know, outside of being <laughs> a kid getting like, you know, getting like a He-Man battle cat, you know, from somebody or something. Yeah. <laughs> He-Man battle cat. Yeah. I got that for my birthday one year. I think I was six. I think it was my sixth birthday. Battle cat. So you remember that as being your, like one of your best birthdays or maybe your, the best birthday. What battle cat or the, uh, the Muir Woods? Well, you said it was, it was close between the two of them. I mean, I, I feel well, like. What? I don't know. I I think that the uh, the battle cat probably wouldn't come close now, but you just rem- you try to put yourself in that position of thinking well, about it. I mean, okay, I think my best birthday ever has to have been uh, actually 2019. Oh, because we went to the Monaco Grand Prix. Oh, and that wow. was that's on my you know Monaco Grand Prix is always on uh, Memorial Day weekend, right? Last weekend in uh, uh, right May. And, you know, my birthday is at the end of May. And so, you know, it, it was not for my birthday. We just happened to go. And it was like my birthday weekend. And mm-hmm. it doesn't get any better than that. So. Yeah. And it was free. That was the best part. Not the trip, but going to the race was free. Because that That's would have been cool. the most expensive part of the trip if it hadn't been. <laughs> yeah, Formula right. One races are, are expensive. Um, I don't know. That's That's it. That's all I got. Uh, so do we want to say people are listening? Is this episode 33? I want to this say it's 33. Episode 33. This is the, uh, yeah, what do you got? The, the, the mid June, 2023 episode. Uh, <laughs> I guess horrible. Uh, so I've been, I've been having to, to drive a little bit lately for, uh, different work events. Yes. Like, and thank back, you like for I've, every time you do sending me video of under the bridge playing on the radio. Oh my gosh. Like it is. Well, I, I feel as though every time it happens now, I've got to send it. Oh, no. And you should keep doing you, it. You've I, opened I the floodgates. It, I find it hilarious. So please keep doing yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you, you did it. You sent the video first. Probably. And then yeah, that sounds right afterwards, I got in the car and it was on. And I, that was like before I was pulling out of, the, out of the driveway. I sent that to you. And then I went to Target to pick up something. And when I got back in the car, I switched the channel and it's like the end of the song. Yeah. Well, at least it was like, the end. Yes. But it's just funny because now I cannot not think about that every time I hear about it. And and I will not be able to resist yeah. sending you a video of of the song playing wherever I'm at now. But that's wherever good. I, I, want, I want a second set of eyes on this. I want to be not crazy. Like they are just playing only that song from them. Yeah. Over well, now that over. you have, have pointed it out to me. I'm I'm beginning to like severely dislike the song. Yeah, play a Californication. Play that. I love that song. Yeah, but if you're hearing that multiple times a day, no, no, no maybe no, we I, just I'm need to I want that. back off on playing the Chai Peps. <laughs> the, the Chai Peps, like so, so frequently. Yeah, maybe. You know, I think that maybe we need to miss them a little bit. Yes. Okay, but anyway. You were saying 
that yeah, you're well, doing more driving. I've, I've been just driving. You know, I'm going back to Akron like later on in the week. Uh, to, to not go to the Diamond Deli again. I'm well, sure. I'm, I'm going to go this time. Well, because now I'm going to get up it. there and I'm going to have a overnight and um, I'm at like a, I'm staying there two nights. So you could go like twice. I could. All right. I have other suggestions other too. So, I mean, but that's the main one. Uh, and if they have a, a shirt, I'm going to get you one. I'm going to send it to you. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, and then you can wear it on here. I um, would. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it just gives me a lot of time to, uh, think about things for us to talk about. Oh, that's great. And so, I mean, just sometimes I, you know, and I've got, I'm trying to get into this habit of just, uh, hitting the, um, like the voice record on my phone and then just like, oh, uh, on the, uh, the, the running document. You're pulling so a John Tesh. Of, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I don't know, like something, that's something with my with my ADHD is like, I forget about thing, a lot of things unless I, I mean, write buddy, it down. I don't even have ADHD and I forget a lot of things. So, well, I mean, so when I was driving up to Columbus the other day, the, the one that I wrote down and I thought it would be kind of a fun thing to talk about. I don't know if it's, if it's, if it'll go for like, if there's anything to it, it. Doesn't, I got just, just so you know, I just want you to know you have a safety net underneath you. That's okay. the only reason I'm saying this. Okay. Uh, I've got our email opened up on my iPad here. Oh, sweet. So if we okay. need to, oh, let's hit a couple of these. We can. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so I, I think, I don't know if I talked about it to you or if I talked about it when Brady was on, but, you know, I really like making Blu-rays and it's just, it's just kind of relaxing, just making sure it all works and, you know, connecting all the dots and everything like that. And that got, got me wondering because I like to organize files like 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 computer files sometimes sort them in the different things you know i worked for yeah. years as an assistant editor you know just making everything as tidy as possible and that got me wondering as a, a good my here's my question for you all right what is your favorite mundane activity i mean i really I mean, is there anything you just that is like really boring, but you just like to do it. Like nobody ever has to ask me twice to do the dishes. So you, you like doing the dishes and you're, yeah. Yes. Like if I go yeah. up there and there's dishes in the sink, I'm going to knock these out real quick, but I think I actually enjoy doing it. Yeah. So that that's, I take pride in like, if you, so do you have a, you don't have a dishwasher. Do you have a dishwasher? I, oh, no, I do, but we, some okay. stuff goes in the dishwasher. Some stuff, you know, depends right. on what it is. But that's what I was going to say. I take pride in like, if you were to come up, come over here and open my dishwasher, like I've got everything lined up and like, you know, to, to, you know, maximize cleaning efficiency, you know, like right. nothing against it's to me, it's kind of ironic because I think for the most part, I would say that my wife is the more organized one between the two of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like more of a, she's not a neat freak. I don't want to say that, but she cares more about, you know, tidiness than I do. Right. But when she loads the dishwasher, she's just like throwing stuff in there. And so like, if she does the dishes, I'll open the dishwasher. I'm like, Oh my God, I got to redo. I take everything out and put it back in, line it up <laughs> redo it. Yeah. Which is part I mean, of the reason I'm like, how, no, 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 just let me do it. Me. But, um, but I actually enjoy doing the dishes for some reason. Like I love okay. doing that. And then like, you know, you, you clean the sink, you know, get some soap on the sponge and like scrub the sink out, which most mm -hmm. people don't do often enough. You should do that. And, you know, and then get the counters wiped down. You walk away from that. You're like, man, that looks good. Yeah. That's and you, you enjoy mundane, doing though. it. Yeah. 
It's just, yeah. you know, like I like mowing the lawn. I do. You know? I, we don't have a lawn anymore. I miss that. Yeah. I'm going to go mow the lawn probably after lawn. we're done recording today. I, don't, I would mow we, if I, I don't have a mower anymore, but I mean, I would mow somebody else's lawn for free just to be able <laughs> to mow a lawn. I missed like just the smell of like unburned oh, yeah. gasoline mixed with like engine exhaust mixed with cut grass. Mm-hmm. I, I miss that smell. I mean, I just smell the cut grass because now that I have a an electric lawnmower. Oh, that's much better. Yes, it is better, but I do miss that that smell. Uh, but I do like to just go out there and just zone out. You know, maybe yeah. listen to some music, listen to podcasts. I think I probably have talked about this on here before, but that's when I was in high school. That is how I made all my money before I was old enough to have a have a real job. Yeah. Is that I just mowed lawns for my grandparents and like for other people. And that's did you have how like I bought. Do you have like a customer list or whatever? Like, did you go mow the same lawns like every week around your neighborhood or? I mean, for family I did, but yeah. other stuff, it was just if somebody asked me to do it. Yeah. Um, it, But that's how I, you know, bought, that's how I bought like uh, all my video games, I guess, when I was a teenager before I could get a, get a real job. You know, yeah. I would go to, I'd, that's how I bought like my Final Fantasy 3 and my Chrono Trigger and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love doing it. Even now, I love doing it. And, uh, you know, I wonder if one day if I'll like, we'll be able to like show my kids if I get my kids to do it. But I kind of don't want to. Yeah. But I but I want them to have something. Maybe they would enjoy it as much as I did someday. But That's or true. by not letting them do it, I'm just setting them up to hate it eventually. Maybe. Um, but a lot, I mean, I was just going, I was going through my closet here and I had a whole bunch of stuff in there and I was throwing out, uh, you know, just like old things that have just kind of built up like, and then I find a whole bunch of things to donate and everything. I love like cleaning all that stuff up and just getting it real neat and organized. Um, but even, you know, I was talking about, uh, like organizing files and stuff like that. I do enjoy data entry stuff a lot like one of the things i've been doing for uh for work is you know we, we're kind of like in this crunch for these series of events that's what i've been traveling out around for but i have to create these winter graphics where it's like these people's names and the school they go to and then put a photo in there yeah and it's all these names are split out on a spreadsheet and i'm just like copy like from the from the from the cell and then paste it into like the 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 name area on on the on the in after effects uh and it's just you know i had we had a list of like 16 shows or something like that and in previous years uh we have you know had to split it out among like different people on my team to do it uh but each year i've becoming i've become more and more efficient and just how i can make it easier I guess just make the entire process easier. And this year yeah. I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to do do them all. Yeah. Well, that's nice. So it's just it it's it's if you, you feel productive without like being productive, I guess. <laughs> I mean, anyway, I don't know. I'd say that's being pretty productive. It is, it is being productive, but there's probably a lot more stuff I could be doing to yeah. be more productive. Yeah. But I I love just the you know copy and paste things from a browser window into After Effects and do it, you know, 
70 times a day yeah. <laughs> and then export all the all those files. I don't know. It's just I, I wonder what it is about <clears throat> doing like mundane activities like that. That I mean, sometimes it's kind of nice to be able to zone out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or multitask. You know, you do that and then you, know, you can like listen to something. Yes. Or you can, you know, you know, I have like a TV right here. I just put something on Netflix. Yeah. And I can kind of, you know, turn to it and absorb it. Yeah. Hey, would you like to come over to my house and do some uh, file sorting? I can. <laughs> I'll make you as many grilled cheese sandwiches as you want. I mean, I uh, sure. It is. It's a good. It's a good feeling when it's all done. Oh man, it's, it's gotten like you know. I have like I don't have like the fancy NAS like you do, but you know I have like an external like RAID drive mm-hmm. thing where like everything for my show is on there. You know, like all right. You know video game footage and box art and you know, just mm-hmm. everything I've ever, you know, once I started finally saving all that stuff. Um, but there's a, a folder on there because you go in there. It's like a folder called like CGQ video material. And you go in there and there's like a gameplay footage folder and like, right. You know, pictures of people folder and box art folder, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then there's a folder that's just called unsorted. Oh, you're going to make fun of, and, I thought you're going to say it cause I have that unsorted what? folder too. Oh, on, on no, my no, no. NAS, I have that. Yeah, and thank you for putting me in unsorted, I believe. I, I appreciate it, although I am pretty unsorted. But um, no, it's just like I, I didn't used to be in the, you know, having no like formal training of any kind, including mm-hmm. like not ever working, you know, in like a place where video is edited. I have to learn everything myself. Yeah. And, you know, I was in the habit of I would just have a folder. Like if I'm working on, you know, the the launch of the Sega Pico, which I'm not ever going to do, but um, I would just have a folder for that and everything would go in that folder. And then while I was editing, it's like, okay, pull this out of the folder, pull out of the folder, put it in the timeline, blah, blah, blah. And then, okay, the video is done. And then like, I would just take that whole folder and just drag it over into unsorted and then never sort it. And like, so now I've gotten in the habit of like, no, 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 like put, put the file where it's supposed to be. And yeah. then import it into the, but I had to, I had to figure that out. I'm not that smart. I don't know. If people yeah, haven't picked up on that th- yet. Um, Cause then that way, when I'm done with a video, I c- you can just export an XML file. And yes. if you ever want to edit the video again, all the files are already where they're supposed to be. And you just load the XML file and you're, you're off to the races. I had to figure yeah. that out. So, but I still have this huge folder called unsorted with like, the launch of the Master System, the launch of the Genesis, the launch of the N64. Uh, I forgot what else just in there. And sometimes when I'm like, don't want to do anything or I need to edit and I'm trying to procrastinate, I'll mm-hmm. open up that folder and just start like dragging stuff out of there, like giving it a better name or whatever to be born descriptive and then, and then putting it where it belongs. But it's so much stuff. Yeah. It. It's it's definitely something you you learn over time. I mean, when you look at that stuff that's on my NAS, though, that's yeah. not in the unsorted folder, it's kind of, uh, it's extremely well organized. I think. Well, I mean, I try not to like nose around in your NAS too much. Oh, that I mean, seems you should <laughs> not know, not not sticking your nose in my NAS. Yeah. <laughs> that's sa- it's like N- funny. That doesn't mean anything, but it certainly sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but you should go through and um, like just like look at some of the like the gameplay footage and stuff that I have in the B-roll and everything, because you're yeah. welcome to use any of that stuff that you want. Yeah. If you if you needed it. Thank you. But 
you know, all that stuff is like sorted out from like console to like invariant variation of the console and video yeah. signal. Yes. And I, I use a program called Advanced Renamer oh. that you can uh, build file names based on like say folder structure. Yeah. So if I put things in a certain folder and I name that folder and then I just drop all these files in there, which just like have this very generic name for them. And then I mm-hmm. just run them through advanced renamer and it renames, it batch renames everything that I need it to. Yeah. Very and, nice. Yeah. It's, I highly recommend advanced renamer. All right. Hey, advanced if renamer. If you're ever looking for a podcast to sponsor, keep us in <laughs> exactly. mind. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could talk for you know, at least right. three minutes about right. it straight. Hey, I saw a pencil sharpener yesterday. That was $120. Imagine yeah. having two sharpen pencils that badly that. Well, here's the funny part, though, because, you know, I'm, I'm really into pencils like, and pencil sharpeners. And well, first of all, I've seen pe- a pencil sharpener that was like far more expensive than that. Um, but I was still but that's shocked. For people whose jobs are probably I don't, sharpening. Pencils. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because if you think about. Like, I'll, I'll compare it to, like, audio stuff, right? Like, I can go to some, like, uh, high-end audio store and, you know, I can buy a pair of interconnects because, you know, you don't call RCA cables RCA cables if you pay over 20 bucks for them. They become interconnects so that it sounds, you know, better. Um, you know, you can go to, like, AudioQuest. You can, you can easily spend over $1,000 on a set of RCA interconnects, right? But it's not like the studio where that music that you want to listen to was produced was using those cables, you know? Right. They're using like pro cables, you know, which which you can get far cheaper than AudioQuest, <laughs> you know? Because that's what I use like, you know, around the house. You know, I, I use uh, like the, the types of cables that you would see in a studio, Yeah. you know, which really aren't that expensive. And they're the kind of things if they break, you can fix them yourself because you can undo the so I'm, my point is just like, you know, if you had like some like architecture studio or something where they're using a lot of pencils, they're not going to have some like $500 pencil sharpener. They're going to have like a professional pencil sharpener, which is probably going to be quite a bit cheaper. Yeah. But uh, no, but the funny part though. So I have like, this is my pencil sharpener. By the way, hey, Mitsubishi, if you ever want to sponsor. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you were here. Uh, but like, this, this is the greatest pencil sharpener ever. In the history of the universe. This is a Mitsubishi KH20. What's that? And you said it's weighted or something like that, Uh, right? No, it's not weighted. I don't know what you're talking about. But it's, uh, but this, this pencil sharpener was 20 bucks on Amazon. It's cheap. And it's, this is the best pencil sharpener ever. And so, but the pencil sharpener I saw yesterday that was 120 bucks works on the same principle. Like it's a crank, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to screw it to anything because it holds the pencil for you. Same as this one does. Okay. And I didn't see the price. I just saw it and I recognized the brand. I was like, oh, that's pretty fancy. And so I took a pencil that they had there and stuck it in there and sharpened it. And it was pretty bad. Not worth $120. No, I'm saying just the point, not just the point on it, the way it chewed up the end of the pencil. like, mm-hmm. and, and you could buy six of these Mitsubishi KH20. You could, you could, you could almost have them in every single room of the house. Exactly. So you even very, put some in the bathroom. Very reminiscent of uh, audio audio <laughs> audiophile products. Yeah, 
who, who even knew that there's, you know, that pencil sharpeners have a whole like snake oil yeah. uh, subset to them as well. I blocked AudioQuest on Twitter a long time ago. I don't know if I told you that. <laughs> just, just because? No, because I said something, like somebody was asking me something about audio cables or something. Yeah. yeah. And somehow AudioQuest saw what I had said and tried to argue with me. And you're like, prove it. No, I just, I just blocked him. I was like, oh, we don't. I said, like, it's, it's BS. Actually. Like they're, sc- they're scamming people. It's BS. Like, that's, mm. like if, if I was AudioQuest and I saw that, I just wouldn't say anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what you're doing. You know I know what you're doing. Just lay low and just do what you're doing because you're getting rich, taking yes. advantage of other rich people. Be happy. Yeah. Don't try to, you know, get all up in my whatever and, yeah. and you know, try to argue, oh, that's not true. Because, yeah, exactly. Prove it. Let me see some data. Show me how your $4,000 speaker cables are better than a coat hanger. <laughs> you can't because there's no difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the that's today's society. You know, like everyone feels, you know, the console war of console wars of like when we were growing up is yeah. like literally everything now. You need to go to bat. If you if you bought something, you got to go to bat for it and like nothing else, like no one's going to be able to convince you otherwise, or you just can't like be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know, imagine just like getting, getting so worked up. It's like, I spent this money on these audio quest cables. I need to justify yeah, the money spent and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to put a, a, uh, like a, 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 a search, an automatic search that will send me a notification anytime anybody says, mentions the word audio quest. Right. I need to be, I'm going to, wherever I'm at, I could be out to dinner with my family. I could be uh, at a, at a, on a date, on a first date. Yeah. And I'm going to drop everything. Hold on a minute. Somebody's wrong on the internet. Yes. I, I, you know, not even wrong. It's just, listen, someone has, you know, given, is, is saying something bad about something I like. Yes. Or some decision I've made at some point in my life. Somebody is saying something bad about something I spent way too much money about on at some point in my life. Somebody is besmirching my turntable stylus cleaning method. Yes. Yeah. Or, you know, and just saying they, they think this turntable stylus is better. How can you even call yourself uh, an appreciator of music if you don't even have a power conditioner in your house? <laughs> Yes, exactly. I mean, how many like little things can you think of like that? That yeah, you know. Oh, oh Audio Quest. Did I bring this up before. Audio Quest sells these little things. They're they're cable elevators, so that your speaker cables going from the speakers to your amp. You put these things under the cable so that the cable is not touching the ground. Mm. Because you get some sort of coupling effect. They called it. If the cable's touching the ground, this coupling happens, and you don't want that. Man, so they, I, they, yeah, I, I I'm sure that the uh, I'm gonna get thrown into audio jail. Then you should see the back of my uh, my entertainment yeah. center. Yeah, I mean I use like couplers if I don't have a long enough cable for it. Absolutely, you know, and, th- and those even those are touching the ground. Can you imagine? Yeah. I can't imagine that. The, like the travesty. Yeah, 
It's it's embarrassing. Maybe you'd appreciate Limp Bizkit a little bit more if you listened to it on a proper stereo. Or if I just like, that. you know what, maybe I would see, I would hear something that exists in the music in Fred Durst, like the nuances of his voice, if I just like had those audio cable elevators on yeah. all of my <laughs> I just wish, cables. like if I, you know, if I could have any wish come true, I just, I wish that like Fred Durst would like do a cover, like an acoustic cover of Under the Bridge. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder how that would go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what do you think? Email? Want to do an email? Uh, yeah. Well, do we want to hear like... Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I, is what? I, well, you got something? This is just something I was sorry. like, I mean, I got to come up with like a does it slap or should we eat it? Oh, see, I didn't even know whose turn it was and I didn't want to bring yeah. it up because I got nothing. If you got something, then by all means. Uh, let me make sure this is going to send through to you. It doesn't. Here we here we go. Is that going? Oh, where, no! It's where is it? Hang on. What is going on here? Clown show. There it is. Here's my question for you. You've got to keep one and eat two. Pick one that slaps. The other two get dropped. That's my question for you. I, can I just say I appreciate how pronounced the bass is? Uh, well, I, you, you know, you know, so much whenever, music you can't even hear the bass because it's you know mixed down so far, and that's just yeah. that that bass is front and center, and I appreciate that. You know, whenever I sing that song and I'm by myself, I sing it out out loud to myself. Yeah, I always go boom, boom, boom. You have to. <laughs> yeah. Boom, 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 boom. I, always oh, do doesn't, I think Rick Beato said that you're not supposed to ever have the bass line follow the vocal melody. But oh well, I mean Rick, that Rick makes, Beato I think that makes like that he's... whole version of that song like that's what is my favorite yeah. part is the boom boom boom. Yeah, Rick Beato's kind of an a hole, I think. So it's okay. Um, <laughs> so like you're gonna you're gonna think I think I'm an a hole for this question because we'll it is like I I was just like thinking about it. I was like, man, I got to come up with one today, and this is like... You're going like, to make me choose between my car, my cat, and my wife. <laughs> That's an a-hole question. No, this, this, is, this is pretty. This is going to be up there, though. Oh, all right. Well, let's go. <laughs> it's, 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 it is like the most general thing. Oh, all right. But it is, uh, you know, okay, you got you to eat two and you got to <laughs> keep one. Yeah. I'm just going to say them real quick. Okay. Pizza, burgers, or beer? I got to keep pizza, I think, <laughs> out of those three. Okay, that's that was a lot quicker than I I thought. Well, it would go because you know, you, I mean, you like happen to catch those... me. You, you happen to catch me at a time, you know, where I'm really trying to like not drink. Mm -hmm. Not that I ever thought I had a drinking. You should problem switch over anything, to high noon drinking high noons like me. I don't. I, no, I just like you know. I don't know. Anytime I think about like oh cold beer, like it always sounds good, but yeah, it's just. I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to go down a whole rabbit hole with that. I just like you know. I ever since I got COVID because that was an easy way. Like I couldn't drink for a couple weeks, mm -hmm. and I think since then I've had like one beer. Do you feel like you've like have you dropped any weight because of it? I doubt it. I, I never. Mean, you, I didn't you drink never that. Know. I didn't drink that much to begin with. It's just more like I don't know. I, I have so much stuff to do. I can't come home and have a beer because then I'm not going to do any of the stuff that I want to do not like I have to like nobody 
put a gun to my head and told me to have a YouTube show. I want to have a YouTube show, but mm -hmm. if I come home and say, okay, I got some writing I got to do. I want to record some gameplay footage. Uh, somebody hand me a beer. It's not going to happen. Do know? it. Yeah. Do it while you're uh, doing that stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, and between burgers and pizza, listen, man, I love burgers, but pizza dude, like that's, you know, pizza is part of like the Holy, like if there's a Holy Trinity of, of food, Right, I mean, Both pizza, ice cream, and then I don't know. Pick a third one, but what'd you just say? <laughs> Maybe burgers would be the third one, though. I don't. Know. I mean, I don't know. I oh, love well, burgers, that's, that's... but not not like I love pizza. For that's... the record, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on this. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's just kind of like it's like it's such a general stupid question, honestly. Yeah. That I was like, that that's that's the kind of question you'll get when I'm put like fifteen seconds into the. Of thought That's I wasn't question. even going to bring up does it slap or should we eat it because like I said I didn't have anything to go you know <laughs> here I got a qu here's my question for you all right all right this is hyper specific but not really you can extrapolate this out to other things because I have this sitting on my desk right this thing right <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. like you know so for anybody listening you know we got these little inline microphone preamps uh you know for our microphones and uh, they come in these little baggies, yes. you know, with a drawstring on it. And I feel like so many things you buy nowadays come with something like this, like like retro Un tanks. Come unnecessarily. On well, come on, let's not. They come in like I'm, no. I'm just saying, like Mike everything Chee doesn't need to like... be out here catching strays. You know, he's no, a no, 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 no. I, I I I like that. They all like I love the fact that retro tanks come in little burlap okay. bags. Yeah, burlap. Yeah. Um. But you end up with a ton of them, and it's just like I don't. What am I going to do with all this stuff? I don't. I, I don't. You can't throw them out. Oh, either. you can. But I'm. That's. But that's my. That's what I'm bringing up. Is what do you do with stuff like this? I don't want to just throw it in the landfill. Like right. so, I'll give it to a thrift store. Maybe someone's going to be like, "Oh, I was looking for a little baggie just this size." But it's like, why? Why? Like especially with this, why? Like that preamp is never not going to be plugged in. Where am I say, okay, I, I got to go over to do like, do you think like for if someone's working some kind of like on, uh, you know, on site production or what you call that, you know, we're going to go on the scene or they're like, know, like pulling it out, you know? Yeah. That, you think they're like, okay, we got to pack up for the day. Uh, you know, hand me the fed head. I got to make sure I get it back into the little baggie so nothing happens to it. You know, <laughs> you know, if it's like a lavalier mic where it's yeah. very delicate, then yeah, put that, put that in something, you know? Yeah. But like this thing, like, I don't, what is, what is this, you know? Dude, I got a, I got a, I have a big bag like that that has all the little bags in it, and it's like yeah. in a thing like next to all of the uh, like carrying cases and stuff for like different yeah. consoles that I might have. Like the, you know, if when I used to like like go on the subway every day, like I had like cases or I would travel yeah. more with something, you know, like I like now. It's just I just need the like the switch one or something like that. But I have so many different like little things like that. Yeah, that they're all that. just like in a big. Yeah, that's thing. what I don't. I don't want. You know, like I bought yeah. like all the lights I buy for my show. They all come with these. You know, which to me, it's like you could say, well, that makes sense, but does it? Because if somebody was like, okay, I need to buy like a half dozen little LED lights for doing, you know, yeah, whatever. If you're gonna I'm take gonna those, go, if you're gonna be taking those places, you just get. But a, if you were gonna a take single all pelican, those, yes, exactly. Put, you're not gonna what, have what we do. Yeah. Yes. So please, yeah. companies out there, stop sending me little. Not everything has to come in a case. It's too much. Yeah. Although you know, like because the say things that, I want but, to come in a case don't come in a case. 
Like but I if I buy a, a handheld gaming system, that should come in a case. Yeah. If I buy a camera, it would make more sense for that to come with a case. I still wouldn't really want it, but it would make but I'll sense. Put that, I put that in my my back, my padded backpack that has like yeah. specifically for that, and it has little compartments for lenses yes. and all that other stuff. Yes, but I so I have these uh, uh, these aperture lights, right? And they came in like a thing with like a handle on it, and uh, you unzip it. And there's like kind of a storage area in there. You're talking about like your big lights, like for when you're doing like interviews and stuff, right? Yeah, well, it's like these ones. I got like another set, like smaller ones, but they come in like okay. a little thing. But what I did is so these things have like a little handle on it and like many different compartments. And what I did is I, I created a little portable like uh, like power station. It has like like a backup battery in it mm-hmm. and I have like USB cables, uh power cables and I just like had this one thing it's like okay if I'm going to some place I'm just going to grab this thing it has everything I need yeah. in it and I'll just throw yeah. it in there and I, I don't even need to be taking the lights I just use that bag for right. that stuff and that it's kind of nice to have that but that makes you know good like sense. I don't need six of those things exactly because yeah. like I bought you know those, those little um you know the, the I bought those aperture lights that are like long and skinny ones like the mm-hmm. little you know, I bought yeah. two or three of those and they each come with this like pretty big case. Right. I'm like, I don't, I think I ended up just donating them all to Goodwill, the cases. Cause for the reason you just said, like if somebody was going to go do like, you know, uh, you know, on site, you know, shooting or whatever, they're going to have all that stuff in a Pelican. They're not going to have all these. Yeah. Little, I mean, know. that's what, when we were traveling a bunch, we just have like, we just got a Pelican and I put my lights in it and it has, it's, it has this foam this like like all cut into these little like squares. Yeah, you can you make, just, like pull out, so you can yeah. make it exactly the size that you want it to. Yes. The problem is, is if things change over time, you can't put them th- back. You know, you get new ones, you can't put them back in. But I wonder, they, you can probably sell buy just, like new ins, just yeah, like inserts, yeah, and start ask. over. Which I kind of wish I could do. Maybe I should see if they, if Pelican sells like something like that. But I have to think how, that they would sell that. But I wonder how expensive that would be because it's big enough for it to be obnoxious to ship yeah so i don't know you should look into it yeah all right let's hit some of those emails i feel like we haven't looked at any emails and yeah i mean we have probably have three months kind of a lot not a huge amount uh all right this one's from april 1st so hey maybe it'll be uh april fool's kind of thing this is from uh mark well this is all right this is very long not very long, but it's long. But I'm going to read the whole thing. Okay. So hopefully it's good. Is this, um, is it, this, is this pre-screened? No, I don't. You, that's cheating. Okay. Do you want me to pre-screen no, it? You, no, if you can not. entertain people for one minute, I can read the whole thing. But um, no, this is going to be cool. Okay, so this is from Mark. Uh, he says, hi, Chris and Corey. As the saying goes, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> I really appreciate the podcast and the work you put into producing it. Trust me, Mark, there's not really any work. Uh, my question comes from an appreciation of nostalgia and compelling stories, which is one reason why I love the CGQ flashback series so much. Thank you. When I was 10, the Summer Consumer Electronics Show, a.k.a. CES in Chicago, was open to the public for the first time. My dad took me that year, and again, a year later. That's cool. And it was a dream come true for a young fan of video games. Mm-hmm. Booth set up for every game company imaginable featuring some yet-to-be-released games that would fill the preview pages in EGM and Nintendo Power for months to come. 
It didn't hurt that we left carrying bags overfilled with free magazines, mementos, and other swag. For me, this was one of my most memorable experiences as a young kid. My question for you both is, what seminal event, seminal event, did you attend or would you have loved to attend in your youth that would compare? It doesn't need to be related to video games. It could be a concert, festival, sporting event, or whatever. Anyway, thanks again, and keep up the good work. Thank you. So yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because oh. I, I wonder if uh, we were at the same CES because I went to the Consumer Electronics Show in 1993. Oh, wow. Uh, the, the summer Consumer Electronics Show in, in Chicago. And it was like during that summer where I believe – the Bulls were playing against the Suns in the finals, and uh, it was uh, it was it was awesome. I remember specifically because I was in eighth grade. It was the end of my eighth grade year, yeah. And uh, it was like a a week before Jurassic Park came out in theaters, which just you know. So that was like a, a, essentially thirty years ago because Jurassic Park just had its thirty year anniversary. So it was thirty years ago that I went to see. Yeah. So I wonder if when you're talking about it being open to the public and going to that. I wonder if you were the same one as I was. Yeah. It's very possible. Maybe maybe we uh, pass by each other yeah. at some point. And uh, it, it was indeed completely awesome. Um, I remember playing like a bunch of stuff. I remember... What, what year like, did you what? said you went in 93? 93, yeah. Because he mentions he has, a P, he has PS down here. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there any worse choice for a celebrity guest at an early 90s show in Chicago, home of Michael Jordan's Bulls, than having Detroit Pistons bad boy Bill Lambeer make an appearance to promote combat basketball for the Super Nintendo? That came out, Bill Lambeer's combat basketball was a, was a 91 game, I believe. Okay. So that would but, suggest to me But he also said that, he went like two years in a row or something like that. Well, yeah, but I'm I, saying that would have been probably the summer CES in 1991. Yeah, and then probably so, went in 92. So, yeah, so he might have gone again in you know, 92, 93, who knows. But. Well, if you, if uh, Mark, if you're watching this on YouTube, like put a, a message in the comments. Because I still have some of my mementos that I got during that CES. I have yeah. my Street Fighter II Pogs that I got. Um, I have one for like almost every single character. Yeah. Uh, there was like a lot of other stuff. I remember that year there was like uh, all the people from like Mortal Kombat were there. Obviously they were there. Like I didn't realize that it was like such like like an obvious thing for them to be there and yeah. sign like a photo like from all of them, you know. Uh, I, I specifically like one of the things I specifically remember is uh, the people like the editors from Electronic Gaming Monthly like hot off the press brought in their new issue. Like these big boxes of like this new issue, yeah. and sort of like giving them to everybody. Do you remember what issue it was? Yep, it was the one with Jungle Strike on the cover, and it has like kind of a split in the cover. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just it's just funny thinking about that now because now I've like talked to a lot of these people and like interviewed a yeah. lot of these people and yeah. But at that time, it was holy cow! Like these are the there's the the editors of EGM and they're handing out all this stuff. I remember, you know, was, uh, that was when the, the menacer and the, the, uh, the activator for the Genesis were there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember so much. I remember there's a, like a, a movie prop of a Goomba from the Mario movie was there. 
And uh, you can, I think that somebody has put a video of this specific CES, like in really good quality, on uh, on YouTube. Oh, I wonder if it was that. Uh, there's that. There's a YouTube, a guy on YouTube called I think Digital Neo Human, hmm. who went to a lot of those shows in the early '90s with some kind of like a high eight camcorder or something. Yeah, because it's, it's and really he ended good up ripping quality. all that stuff and putting it online. Because I remember I used some of his footage. Like he, I. I contacted him and he said it was cool yeah i used some of his footage in one of my videos but i ended up downloading like all of it because mm-hmm. really good like, you know you don't see that very often yeah you know most any footage you see of something like that is like news footage where it's all like you know cut it's already like you know cut up into a million little pieces so you can't really get anything out of it and yeah. it's something that someone recorded off of tv onto a vcr and then ripped that yeah but you know that with this guy, it's like you're getting the raw footage out of his camcorder, and it's much better quality. Yeah, and it, it it's probably uh, he's recording at the highest quality possible. Also, yeah, yeah. But in terms of like, in addition, you know, oh, like yeah, I had a chance there. to go to uh, to E3 in uh, in 2001. I was like part of this. Wow, for, look at that. I did for a uh, I did video for a website called the Next Level. Yeah, the dash next level dot com. And uh, I was like, you know, that's kind of where I was learning. I decided I wanted to get into video editing. And this was kind of a thing that I started doing as a way to, you know, uh, expand my knowledge also and just give me something to, like, work with. Um, I have a lot of that stuff still, like, backed up, although I've, like, lost a lot of my old footage from that, uh, where I would, like, export these videos at, like, 120 by 160, because there's no YouTube or anything like that. Yeah. So uh, we would post them on this site where people would have to download them, download yeah. these QuickTime movies. And, you know, even something like that small is going to be like 10 megs. And that's big in 2001. I mean, yeah, if you're on dial-up, 10 megs takes a little bit of time, yeah. yeah. Like, a, like a whole evening, probably. Well, uh, so I went to that. I don't know about that, but... <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, that was that was amazing. That was the only time I went, but that was before the Xbox and GameCube came out, and the PS2 was pretty new. Yeah, that that was a good time. That was That's a good awesome. Time. What about you? I, I mean, I got nothing that compares to either <laughs> either of those two things, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I, this is going to sound so lame compared to what you just said, but uh, you know, I, I never got to go to any of that kind of. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure I even knew that was a thing, you know, like E3 or CES, you know, because I didn't read video game magazines when I was a kid. Mm, okay. I didn't like, I didn't know what I was missing out on, you know, like I got to go to, because of my mom's job, you know, I got to go to like a, a food expo where it was like, you know, suppliers for like restaurants and snack bars and stuff were in this huge convention center and everyone was like giving out, it's like E3, but for like, you know, junk food. That was pretty yeah. cool. That was pretty cool. E three for junk food. I mean, I that was like the first that. time I ever saw a Choco Taco. Yeah. Oh. I mean, okay. that's I, I. You know, still remember that to this day. I got a Choco Taco. Dude, how many people you think were going to that thing that are just like so like baked out of their mind? Like, I didn't even think about that? that, but that would be <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh oh, hang on. What dogs here? All right. What is it? Uh, Nelly. Uh, Nelly appearance. Oh my goodness. 
She's, I think she's been napping. She's like, are you going to take me for a walk? Yeah, you better pretty soon. I'm going to after after we're done recording. Yeah. It's the um, old bean. Come and say hi. Yeah. Oh, is that nickname, the bean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've, I, her name is Nellie. Yes. Which is like, I just you said know, that. Nellie. Yes. So, you know, Nellie, Jelly, Jelly Got Bean. It. Yeah. So I just call no, her Bean a lot. Yeah. No, I do the same thing. I The, the other day I started writing down all Ladybird's nicknames. It was pretty long. <laughs> Sometimes I will uh, sing loudly to the uh, to the tune of Warren's Cherry Pie. I say, uh, "Oh God, she's my baby bean." Yeah, and then what's the next line to oh, rhyme no with other, bean? There's no other. Uh, oh come next on, line. man! You gotta you gotta work on that. I gotta work on it. Yeah. but I like to just to say like I call it call her my baby bean a lot. Yeah. Uh, all right, one more. All right. Uh, this is from uh, it's from Matt. Matt. And right. uh, he says, Happy Easter. So, it's, you know, <laughs> kind of old a little bit. Uh, I'm at the lake with my family. I'm taking a break by listening to your show while laying in a hammock. That sounds Ooh. amazing. Yes. I was, I yes. laid in a hammock last weekend and fell asleep for yeah. 15 minutes. I wouldn't mind. I'd like to have a hammock. That'd be, that'd be nice. Do you have a place for it? You have a tr- I mean, two trees you can put it between, or I, at least one figure, tree you could connect. I it could to. figure something out. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, does Patagonia have have hammocks? I wonder. Oh, this is almost like a this is almost like a does a slapper should we eat it? Kind oh, of. okay. It's not, but it's. I mean, you could you could form it that way. Um, all right. Here's my question for you: If you had to pick one to spend the rest of your nights in, what would you choose? You can have a hammock. A futon or a waterbed. See that to me is interesting because, like, I mean, hammocks are timeless, right? Everybody still uses yeah. hammocks. I feel like, and maybe this is just my own personal, you know, what I've, my life or whatever. But I feel like futons to me, I, I can't remember the last time I even saw a futon. Whereas when I was growing up, I felt like you know people had futons. Oh, I got a couch yeah. that you fold that into a futon, or like my best yeah. friend, his bed. For whatever reason, was a futon, uh, you know, down yeah. in his room, in his, but in it, his room in know, the basement. Like that's like a college, like futon. I think of like being in college or like immediately out of college. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I still think we used to have a futon couch. We don't anymore, but I mean, I have good memories. Like that thing was pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, everything I just said, but like ten times more so with water beds. Like, do they even still make water beds? I don't know. I like can't even I think kid, of last my time mom, I, I my, my my dad had a waterbed. Yeah, and uh, I had some friends who like had waterbeds, but I I never actually slept in a waterbed. I don't even know. Oh, I've slept if I'd bed. like it. It sounds like it'd be. It's it, different now. I think about it. Think think it sounds like it would be really bad for your back. Maybe I don't know. I mean, my dad and my stepmom had a waterbed. Uh, my best friend Stuart had a waterbed, but they had mm-hmm. like the waterbed where it was literally like you know, a wooden box with yeah. like a gigantic inflatable bladder in it full of water. Yeah. I and think then that's like what a heater underneath are. it. Yeah, yeah. But then like my stepdad had a water bed. I don't think he does anymore. He had a water bed, but like around the outside, like if you sat on it, it just felt like a bed, really. But then mm-hmm. if you actually got in it, it's like there was water in there, but it was it was a little bit more than just like, oh, I'm sleeping on a on a, you know, rubber bladder full of water. <laughs> like one of those things you uh 
you know, you fill it with water when you're like, I have a fever or something like that. Yeah. But I don't know. So Matt's asking like, if you have to sleep on, on slash in one of these things for the rest of your life, I'm going futon. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not excited about it. But I can't say I, you know, much love for hammocks. I'm not going to sleep in a hammock every night for the rest of my life. That'd be bad, bad for your back too. And water beds, I just don't, you know, water beds to me, it's like that just screams like 80s, you know. Yeah. Like the or water 90s. beds were a fad, you know. But I yeah, mean, futons, you know, how can how can a million Chinese or Japanese people, you know, be wrong? Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't even. I, I say I, that I, I don't I, know. Are, are futons really that popular in Japan? I have no idea. Oh, I don't know. That's. I mean, that's how they were sold here. Is like, oh, is with Japanese and, and like we used to have a futon store here, but it was like a jet. You go in there. It was like you know run by you know Japanese people. They sold other Japanese items, mm-hmm. mostly futons though. So I guess yeah. in my mind, that's just like everybody in Japan sleeps on futons. Yeah, I mean, Even I just think I'm of sure the other other true. two options and think eventually. One of those other options are going to mess up your back or they're going to like not be very comfortable every night. Yeah. Or there's like a lot of high maintenance annoyances with it. Yeah. So I'm, I'll go futon also. Yeah. Good. Glad we're on the <laughs> same page with that. So, uh, yeah. So you're going to take Nelly for a walk. I'm going to take Nelly for um, a walk and then I'm going to come back and work on, uh, uh, I'll see if I how quickly I can get a My Life in Gaming video done. Do you, you want to say what it's about, or is that like people gotta wait till it comes out? I I mean, no, I'm not gonna say what it's about. It's okay. like it's just That's it's fine. just it's it's just like something that I was sent that I want to oh all right do like a, yeah it's fine a quick video on and I've been saying that for a while but you know like I said I've been traveling and I've had some crunch time and stuff yeah. with uh, with work that I you know when you when you're when you're busy crunching on stuff the, like the last thing you want to do is Look at it specifically at a computer screen. I don't yeah. mind looking at Zelda. But no, I, I mean, I got to get back into making the weekend rental yeah. videos. COVID messed that up. But I also. But it seems like you know, you're doing pretty good though now. Like you're. You like notice you're, I you know, didn't cough once. Okay. So I you're, used you're, the cough button a few times, but that was just throat clears. Yeah. I think the coughing is. I feel like I'm completely fine. Like I think Excellent. it's gone. And your, your yeah. wife's doing better too? Yes. We're both Excellent. fine. Yeah. So, but I do want to get back in the groove with those weekend rental videos, but I also want to get some work done on the baseball game. Like, like the thing is like, that was supposed to just be, you know, like that golf game video that yeah. I made. It's just going to be super casual. Like, Hey, let's check out some, some baseball games in the Famicom. And and now it's turning into this whole, it's going to be like fully scripted on the main channel kind of mm-hmm. Because just the more I've thought about it in my head and the stuff I wanted to say, I think this is actually a more important topic than I originally sort of thought. You know, and you you know it always happens also where you're uh, thinking about doing the video, and you always come up with like lots of other thoughts on these things instead of just saying, "Oh, I want to just make this really quick." You when you have all this time to think about it, yeah, you know, you you get you get more into it. Well, I mean, I just think, you know, golf games on the PC engine is a very sort of not a throwaway topic, but, you know, I don't think anybody really has a vested interest in PC engine golf games. You know, I think it was just an interesting thing. Like, let's check this stuff out. But yeah, I think that, you know, 
baseball games on the NES, which were all baseball games on the Famicom first, uh, you know, was a big part of a, a lot of people's childhoods. And it's something that doesn't, you know, because it's sports games, something yeah. that doesn't really get talked about. So well, I look forward to it. Yeah. I'll, I'll well, definitely learn something from it. I hope so. Uh, all right. So is that it? Yeah. Yeah. You've been listening right. to episode 33. I was just going to say that. Up here's my question for you. Yeah. The uh, what did I say last time? The Chris Draper episode. Yeah, thirty three. Also, is there like any? Is is Chris Draper? Was he a? Uh, I don't know who that is. He was uh, a center for the Detroit Red Wings, but uh, you know he was the entire reason, not because of anything he did, but uh, you know he was the entire reason for the huge rivalry between the uh, Red Wings and the Avalanche. And uh, very good face-off man, you know. All right. If you need, oh, we need this face-off. Send Chris Draper in there. So that's just when I think of number thirty-three. I think thirty-three. Somebody out there, correct me if I'm wrong. I think thirty-three was also Patrick Waugh's number, but I wouldn't swear to that. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Goalie for the uh, Avalanche. All right. Although first for the Montreal Canadiens, one of the greatest goalies of all time. Not uh, not personally a fan of his, but uh, <laughs> you know credit where credit is due. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyways, that's it for this episode. Yep, and we'll see you. We'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs>